You are listening to Let's Talk Trail on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trail on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Emilia, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In this episode, we have Magda Martinez-Baca, the director for the Central New Mexico Community College Student Support Services Program. In this interview, we wanted to really highlight and profile the director, to get the person behind the program and their inspiration and their journey as they uh, took on many positions to get to eventually be a director. Uh, The inspiration behind every single episode as we do profile on professionals is to get their inspiration uh, and why they decided to take the path that they're on. Full disclaimer for our audience, so Magda and I do go way back when I was uh, serving the TRIO programs back in New Mexico. And I always saw Magda as this fearless leader. She always uh, very vocal, uh, very passionate, and always stood in front of other TRIO professionals to advocate for not only her students, but for TRIO overall. And that is a very admirable quality. I think uh, when we look, when we think about TRIO directors, we think of leaders like Magda who step up and advocate on behalf of students, on behalf of their program, and have a a great a good grasp of what trio is all about so that was the intent of all of our interviews all of our profiles for each director so that the audience can see the person running the program um, behind the desk what they're doing to keep their program afloat to keep their program on the forefront and at their institution so that's why we do this these profiles so coming up next and here in a little bit uh, is Magda Martinez Baca uh, in this in this interview? If you would like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, send us a message via Facebook or Instagram. We would like to thank our big sponsor for this segment of the episode, Student Access. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Our guest to the Let's Talk Trio podcast is currently the director for the Trio Student Support Services Program at Central New Mexico Community College. She is a graduate of the University of Texas at Austin and attained a bachelor's degree in psychology. 
She also graduated from the Texas A&M University at Kingsville with a master's degree in counseling psychology. She's been with the TRIO programs for about 19 years and is now currently working 22 years with Central New Mexico Community College. Prior to working in TRIO, she's worked with the New Mexico and Texas Educational Grant Programs and is currently a member of the TRIO New Mexico and Southwest Association of Student Assistant Programs, also known as SWASAP. Please help me welcome Magda Martinez-Baca to the Let's Talk TRIO podcast. Magda, welcome. Hey, thank you, Juan. Appreciate it. Thanks for Ab- inviting me. Absolutely. Glad to have you here. Um, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that the TRIO New Mexico conference was canceled. It sounded like a great opportunity for TRIO staff to network. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was postponed. We had a, a board meeting a couple of weeks ago, so we um, rescheduled it for October, and we're going to meet in Santa Fe. But before that next month, we're going to meet online, chat online, and uh, do our business, conduct our business with voting for elections and having a business meeting. But we'll be able to see each other in October, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. So it sounds like with the whole COVID-19 happening, everybody's been transitioning to online meetings and working from home. How has your family handling the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, it's been up and down. It's uh, been a little stressful, but we are um, getting into the swing of, <clears throat> excuse me, swing of things, just trying to set up things from home. If you can imagine working on different teams with the college and oh, staffing, sure. mm-hmm. making sure they have you know, what they need, if they don't, you know, what are some resources trying to get things going because it's just not one group, it's many groups, you know, yeah. within the community. And, and then uh, piling, on, piling that on with a uh, family and with students and, you know, but it's, it's overall, it, it, we're so blessed. It's been good. It's been, a, you know, a, a difficult transition, but we're doing well. And, and who knows how long this is going to go. Um, I know in New Mexico, you know, schools are canceled for the rest of the you know, school year. Oh, really? And, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For the rest of the school year. And so uh, next week we're going to get information about curriculum or, or how um, expectations and schedules basically from the school. So that way students can work from home and, and some people have, um, you know, resources and in things that they can, you know, computers or phones from home. Some people don't. So mm-hmm. challenging for a lot of people. And we're fortunate, you know, here to have what we need. But I was just on a um, conference call uh, via WebEx with the President's Council with our president uh, of our college. Mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> right now we have a, a students, excuse me, employees that are going to be working from home until um, until May 3rd, but it's probably going to go longer than that. Wow. Yeah. And the state has ha- has um, a stimulus package that they are just um, federal law, actually, in the state mm-hmm. a stimulus bill that just went through yesterday. So our college is looking at how to um, put that all together and continue uh, paid leave for some employees that that aren't able to work from home, you know, at yeah. least for two weeks after April, after the April 5th, um, initial, um, deadline, I guess. But yeah, it's just, we're just trying to keep people safe, you know, and, and, uh, and then that information filters down. Then we just help each other, help the staff employees and help our students. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think now's yeah. a good time to kind of reexamine how we do work and how totally. uh, hourly employees are being treated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Magda, what are? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just a change for the better. I think this is a blessing yeah. in disguise. Be positive about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, what are some of your hobbies that you've discovered now in this kind of, you know, 
going through this whole COVID-19 thing and being at home. Are, are there any favorite ho- hobbies or downtime activities that you enjoy? I cleaned up the garage. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a hobby. No, uh, actually just outside of that, having opportunities to uh, be with a family, you know, and just um, trying to drag my son away from video games. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, I hear that. I hear that. Right. But no, having a, trying to keep things um, on a regular schedule, has been helpful. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was happy that I, I was able to um, take, uh, go for a bike ride because initially the bike shops weren't on the list for the governor's list for um, essential, you know, uh, employees or essential jobs. Mm-hmm. but they got on the list. Um, and this, this week they're going to be closing, but I was able to get my bike tuned up and go for a bike ride. So I, well, I love good. getting outdoors. Yeah. I love nature and getting outdoors and meditating as much as I, I can daily yeah. and, and praying and, and being with family. And yeah. yeah, so it's been good. It's been good. So would you put that under some things? These are some things that people really don't know about you or what, what are some things that people don't know about you? Um, I do think I do teach religious ed sixth grade class. I don't think people would know that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love, uh, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm religious. I guess I am, but I'm more spiritual and I really would love, I really love to connect to, um, kids Mm -hmm. and uh, letting people know when I, you know, just having discussions and, and talking about a higher power, you know, talking about God. And yeah. having a relationship with with God and um and this and the spiritual aspect. So I don't think people may know about that yeah. about me. Yeah, and I'm one out of uh, nine children. I have a big family. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, and I have oh. two beautiful kids, and I'm married for many years. <laughs> yeah, well, that's wonderful. Uh, are you the oldest in your family, or the youngest? No, I'm number seven. Lucky number seven. seven. All right. Yeah. <laughs> number seven. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into this question right here. How did you find your path into college? Well, I think it was always expected. My mother, uh, I graduated with my sister, uh, my eldest sister uh, from college. And so I was a first generation college student. So while growing up, um, but it was expected, you know, you need to go <laughs> and yeah. uh, being, you know, good girl, <laughs> you know, I was expected and, 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 um, and went in that direction, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, it's the point of, you know, they, they know education's always been very important in my family, but mm-hmm. it's how to didn't really know how, you know, just do what you can to get there. And of course, being a student of financial aid myself, you know, and trying to make Ed's meet and always working since I was, you know, 15, 16, I've been always working. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, good experiences. Went to community college. I work at a community college now. I love community colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to school, graduate school. Um, I was in a PhD program, but I, I didn't complete that. It was just a change of goals and plans. But, um, yeah, I thank my parents, you know, for instilling a higher ed in, uh, in our, in everyone, everyone in my family has a higher ed except for one mm-hmm. um, who, who's working and doing other things, but everybody, yeah. you know, yeah, we're fortunate. That's very good. So I read that you got your bachelor's degree in psychology 
How did you end up in the current career path in education uh, and being a director for uh, the SSS program at uh, CNM? Thanks. Um, gosh, I just feel so excited about, about that and how it happened. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever felt like, like something's right in front of you and you're in mm-hmm. just, um, it's just destiny. So I, um, I've always been drawn to higher ed and, and educational programs. And I worked in, as an AmeriCorps member mm-hmm. for a few years uh, with TRIO programs in graduate school. And then um, I moved, that was in Texas. And then I moved to Albuquerque for graduate school, not my master's, I already had my master's, but a PhD program in educational psychology at the University of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So with that experience and, and um, I worked, I had a counseling degree, but I was looking for a job, a professional job. And that was difficult, humbling experience. And then um, it was TDI at the time, which is now uh, CNM, but I uh, was interviewed for a job and the first three people and that's the time where HR, I mean, it's kind of slow now, but it's like a very, it was very slow. And the first three people uh, already that they selected for the job mm-hmm. um, took on other jobs. So I was new. I was very green. And so I got this counseling job at TVI um, mm-hmm. and really excited about that. And then I, while I was working as a counselor, I, I saw that CNM applied for a TRIO program. And so uh, I pursued that, you know, years later and pursued that. And my boss's boss, uh, who uh, is Philip Bustos, he recently retired as vice president of student services. But mm. I said, hey, I applied for this job. And my first name is Maria. Uh, uh, I go by my middle name. I did not name. know that. Yeah. I go by my middle name, Magda, short for Magdalena. So Maria Magdalena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're, oh, you're Maria? He's like, I didn't know. I know you by Magda, you know. And so I uh, saw my resume and talked to me and then I was interviewed and so happy I spoke up, you know? Um, but yeah, 19 years later. Um, but before that I worked for UNM and I worked for, for TVI and, mm-hmm. and educational grant programs and helping students and trainings. And, but um, yeah, real excited because I knew about TRIO and my mother mm-hmm. years ago worked with TRIO programs as well. Oh, wow. Texas, yeah, in South Texas at Texas A&M University mm-hmm. at a branch uh, university there. But um, yeah, so I, I feel like I, I just was meant to do this. You know, I don't yeah. know if you want you have that feeling and, and some of my close friends and colleagues, we've talked about it. It's like you're just meant to do what you're doing. You just feel it in your bones and your heart. Yeah. That's the way I feel about where I am now. Absolutely. That's amazing. So reflecting on your career and your journey through college, did you face any challenges, adversity, or obstacles uh, as you, you took this journey? Yeah, I think growing just in my own skin or my own person uh, with confidence, you know, having the challenges of, of, uh, of confidence, self-esteem, you know, mm-hmm. um, thinking it. um, I don't know, maybe a lot of girls and women have this or, or anybody just uh, wanting to do the right thing, feeling a lot of pressure, having doubts, you know, everybody has doubts and just really having their courage uh, and digging deep and figuring out you, you can do it. Like you do have that courage. You have that hope. Right. You have that, you have that, you know, ganas or guts. Oh my God. Yeah. Know, 
in those things and, um, and just figuring it out. You know, that was a very, uh, I mean, it's ongoing, right? It's every day, but mm-hmm. figuring that out and really, um, setting that as a, a core value that you have and hanging on to that and hanging on that, hanging on to that is what I mean by that is feeding it, feeding yeah. it every day, that core hope and, and spirit, you know, that you have. And so, yeah, I'd say for many years, I was very, okay, don't say anything. Don't speak up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is this correct? Is that, should I say, should I do? Um, so a lot of, uh, I guess that's, challenge of growing into being the own person, your own person and knowing that, Hey, if you see a need, you know, you, you need to reach out, you need to figure things out and grow together, you know, cause yeah. you, we're not alone and, and to have that connections, those connections are so important with, within and with others. Absolutely. So this ability to relate to students is an important aspect of trio programs. Has your college experience provided you with those opportunities to connect with other students or peers or, how how do you relate to students? I think it goes from the top down. I mean, it doesn't have to be from the top down, but mm-hmm. where I work in, um, we, uh, our our college has always been so um, connected to what Trio does, and and it has an open communication. Um, I'm part of President's Council, as I said earlier. Um, I'm on the Student Services Directors Team with our Vice President of Student Services. We, um, our programs, yes, are funded for students and our participants, but every opportunity we have to collaborate with other students, with our college, we do, you know, with, with services, with events, with workshops, we just, you know, with transfer, um, to, excuse me, universities. Um, yeah, uh, we are, it's just wonderful. It's not, you know, I hear from other people across the country, especially within our region, and um, they're like, Magda, you know, you're, you're doing so much for the college. It's because the college, it trusts, and, and we have great communication connections, and that just makes it so much better and easier access uh, with students, you know, and helping mm-hmm. our students connect with other resources within the community, of course, within our college, and it just goes on and on and on, you mm-hmm. know, and it just, it just helps from, from personal support to academic support to helping, helping a person grow. Like Absolutely. for scholarship opportunities, for example, our college received 800000 last week, and, uh, and today was announced another uh, $10,000 oh, wow. for scholarships. Yeah, for scholarships. And so definitely connecting our students with that, especially with you know, COVID-19 and what's going on. And mm-hmm. our group has scholarships for students, too. Um, so we're just really helping students, you know, where they are, you know, and connecting them. And, and the goal right now, of course, is health, you know, in our families and finishing up the spring semester because our college and many colleges are um, the, for the rest of the spring semester is online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can imagine students signing up for their classes face to face, you yeah. know, and then it's online. I mean, that's huge for a lot of Absolutely. people. Yeah. So trying to help them in, in many ways and, uh, and continuing that, um, that communication it's, and we're here, we're constant and we're adapting. That's a big deal. It's huge. Absolutely. So it sounds like you and your trio staff engage students almost on a daily basis. Uh, some students stories when they share where they come from their background, that can get pretty heavy. So how do you and your staff recharge after heavy conversations or uh, discussions about financial need? Well, just like right now, I'm breathing, taking a deep breath. (laughs) 
Yeah, a lot of uh, breathing, uh, you know, and just um, centering myself um, before, even during, you know, and after. Yeah, yeah um, what comes to my mind is is breath work, meditating, and just reminding myself, you know, we're in this together, and anything that I can do, I, you know, I pray to the Holy Spirit. I, I talk to team. I talk to the staff. I, I'm vulnerable. You know, I say, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't know this. You know, what do you know about this? Or, yeah, you just got to help ourselves. And but when we help ourselves, you know, be grounded, yeah. we get others. I think we help others uh, better. You know, absolutely. Better yeah, better people for it. Yeah. Earlier, you alluded to that you know you belong in Trio when you feel it in your bones and in your blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Something that I learned in my experience with Trio is that you must have a heart of service. So. Can you explain to the audience what that means? Because I hear that a lot. You have to have the heart of service. Oh, yeah. Servant leadership. Harder service. Yeah. I just, I was, I was brought, that, brought up that way in my family. Um, my sister, Nelda, was the mayor of Corpus Christi, Texas. I have, I have two priests that are brothers. I have people that serve on boards and my family and friends. It's, uh, it's just something that's ingrained in you from a little. And then when you get that fire, like I get so excited one when I see somebody graduate. I get so excited when when students get a scholarship, when they're accepted to, um, you know, get a job, when they're accepted mm-hmm. to universities. You know, I just I can't tell you. Just I just get like right now my throat just thinking about it gets swelled up, and I just find so much joy if I can just be a part of somebody's journey mm-hmm. and see see them a, a part of their dream fulfilled. Um, it's just the best feeling, you know, what what their children and helping their families. And um, yeah, so the hardest service, I think it's, you you can learn it. (laughs) And also it's, you can be born with it too. I think it's both. Um, And then you, you, you're part of it. It just, it's a ripple effect and you share it with others and then others feel it and do it. So it's a sense, it's a feeling. And it's also your brain, of course, your mind, but it's, um, it's a, it's a movement. I swear it's a movement and it, it, really and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what does, I know you've uh, kind of defined trio as we went, you, you've alluded to as uh, as a program itself, what it does for students, but for you, what does it, what does trio mean to you? Uh, well, our previous admin uh, joked around and cause you know how people think or may still think that trio is an acronym. Oh yeah. Yeah. We a lot are, of people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our previous admin, he said, um, my friend Willie, he said, well, it is an acronym. I said, stop spreading that around. It's not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's, no, it stands for, Magda, it stands for true, truly rare inspirational opportunity. And wow. I just wrote that. Yeah, I love that because, you know, it is. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth, for mm-hmm. to hope, uh, an opportunity for education. Mm-hmm. You know, for ourselves, for our families. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not an acronym, but I think Trio is like that. <laughs> I think we should officially adopt that as the acronym for Trio. That would be great. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so what are some things that you wish you knew as a college-going student, something that you would give advice to, to students? First thing that comes to mind is that, and what I've learned over the years is that everybody has what's called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, that everybody at one time or another feels like I shouldn't be here or, yeah. 
or I don't deserve to be here or mm -hmm. I'm not worthy to be here or who am I fooling? You know, those thoughts that come into everybody's head, you know, those negative thoughts and things. And um, so, I mean, I guess in a way I wish I would have known that, but in, and the other part of me is kind of glad that I didn't know that because I think I was able to grow from, from not knowing that that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to grow uh, from that experience and figure it out. And that way I can be, even more um, in touch and authentic with yeah. others, you know? Um, and um, yeah, through your, through your own growth. I mean, yeah, we have to, uh, in order to go through our own pains and struggles and conflicts, uh, that's how um, you can really help others. So I think that imposter syndrome or, or just growing to your own and having, having the, being real, you know, being real with people and, and um, yeah, I mean, being one of nine children, I, I felt lost. And, mm -hmm. uh, and like I shared a little bit earlier, you know, a confidence. Um, but I think once you take the leap of faith, and it really is a, a leap of faith, kind of like you remember the, um, the story with Peter Pan. And oh, yeah, Peter yeah. Pan on that boat. Yeah, Peter Pan's on that boat and Wendy. Mm -hmm. and Captain Hook has Wendy and Wendy's walking the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know? is blind. I think she may be blindfolded and, and she's about to, you know, be eaten by crocodiles and jumping off the, the plank. And she took a leap of faith and she jumped off the plank because Captain Hook was, you know, forcing her to, yeah. but then Peter Pan swoops, you know, was there and he, and he uh, caught her and swooped her up, swooped her up and, uh, and she was saved. And I think a lot of that, uh, that can be a metaphor for a lot of what we go through when it comes to taking a leap of faith for education, taking a leap of faith for their, our first job and our career, taking a leap of faith and having a baby, getting married, you know, all of those things. Um, we, uh, we, we can all connect to that somehow. Absolutely. What about on the flip end? Any words of wisdom for new trio professionals? Reach out to other people. Uh, don't think that you need to do it by yourself. Um, get a mentor or, or friend. Uh, don't stop if you <laughs> don't get help. <laughs> Although I, I've been so fortunate in Trio to have so many wonderful mentors and friends. Um, reach out to people, ask questions, uh, read, you know, do your own research. Um, don't think you know it all. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. E ego. Let that ego go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to go from the heart in your senses and, and uh, yeah, things will work out. I mean, you just have faith and, and reach out to other people. Absolutely. You have yeah. quite a team assisting you with various parts of the program. Who, who is your staff members and how many students do you serve? Yeah. So we have two uh, programs at CNM, one at main campus and one at Matoya campus. And each program has an academic coach, achievement coach, rather, mm -hmm. um, tutors. We have uh, tutors at both campuses for our programs and also admins and student employees. Um, we, have, we serve about 180 students at main campus and 150 students at Montoya. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So as students graduate and transfer, we bring more people on and mm -hmm. we keep going. It's, uh, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. As a matter of a uh, good segue of keeping going, so the Department of Education funds all TRIO programs. Is the process to keep the TRIO programs at CNMCC permanent, or how does that work? 
Well, we just worked with our student, um, with our uh, executive team and our student services team and wrote for another TRIO program for veterans. Now mm. with this COVID-19, you know, this is where we were in a grant funding, excuse me, grant writing year for the TRIO student support services programs, you know, across the country. So we don't know if that's going to be delayed. We, this coming week, we're supposed to get more information from U.S. Department of Ed when it comes to um, the, this current competition because we're supposed to hopefully find out June or July of this year for another five years of uh, grant funding for programs that are already currently funded, but also the new programs. So I'm kind of concerned, <laughs> as we all are probably, yeah, in, yeah. you know, for new funding you know, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of worried about that for a mm -hmm. new grant funding or new grant writing, I should say, for new newer programs. Um, I might so, think if you already yeah, have a grant program, it's pretty solid. But as far as CNM, uh, you know, some, I, years ago, not so much now, but years ago, we're like, oh, aren't you worried because you're grant funded? You're not like it's on solid money or hard money with the college. I think grant funding and supposedly, you know, in quotes, solid money can be all the same. I, I really think because, you know, especially in these times when it comes to state appropriations and federal appropriations for, um, you know, profit or, or nonprofits, you know, I just think it's kind of all the same, especially, you know, and nowadays, I mean, I know it's not, but it's just with, especially our title four funding through TRIO, mm -hmm. that is, it's pretty solid uh, compared to other grant programs and such. I mean, we've been around since 1965, mm -hmm. you know, the Higher Education Act of 1965, and it's kept going over the years. So, yeah, I, I really, I think a lot of the programming things will continue if, if TRIO finishes or, or ends at CNM, and it already is very much ingrained, uh, TRIO programs and, and best practices and it goes hand in hand with the CNM proper, you know, what we're already doing uh, yeah. and also programs. Yeah. Awesome. So. What has, as we wrap up the podcast, what have been, what has been some of your favorite memories uh, working in trio? Oh, there's so many. I mean, yeah. there's like professional development conferences, one-on-one um, -on -one with students, graduations, um, students come in and they, they, uh, they meet their significant others at the college and they come that is true. <laughs> and introduce, yeah, introduce their, their baby, you know, and their family mm -hmm. to, into, you know, the staff, uh, following up and catching up with people, you know, that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. We're professionals as well as students as so many great, great memories. Um, and, and sad memories too. I mean, students have died. Students have, mm you know, in jail, uh, on the other spectrum or, you know, another, you know, people are, are, are um, used to be homeless and now are, are working and thriving and, and yeah. helping other people. I mean, it's just so many great memories. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta take the good and the bad together, kind of the full spectrum of experiences. Absolutely. Totally. So Magda, it has been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Is there anything you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up? Oh, just uh, reach out to your colleges, universities, or look up TRIO programs in um, your state or this, this state and spread the word, you know, uh, programs are just so important to our communities and our families and, and, uh, and, and write, write for TRIO programs too. Let your college university look into it and get in touch with me if you'd like that. I, I'd be happy to help. 
Fantastic. Well, Magda, it's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Thank you, Juan. Appreciate you and everything you do for our community. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. So you just heard the interview with Magda Martinez Baca the director for the Central New Mexico Community College TRIO Student Support Services Program. Magda's interview reminded me about why we are doing this podcast in the first place. We're highlighting the individuals, the individual stories that bring strength to the TRIO programs. And it's important to note that the individuals that serve TRIO, the individuals that are participate in TRIO, the individuals that give back to TRIO, there's a strength and resiliency that really you don't see anywhere else and that's why it's important for me to um, for us in the podcast to share these stories and Magda's story was definitely one where we see the journey we see the path and how her influences and how those came to factor into her decision to continue serving in higher education and to provide access and to serve students that would otherwise not be able to attend college if you would ever like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, please reach out to us. We are doing alum interviews, staff interviews, uh, current student interviews. We're also taking panels. If you want to highlight your program on Let's Talk Trio, we will certainly do that. Um, right now, we are getting requests for both April and May. Uh, we don't know how long this COVID-19 will last. So right now, we've been experimenting with Microsoft Teams. We've been experimenting with uh, Zoom and uh, also looking into Google Meet, we will do pretty much any interview style to fit either a panel or one-on-one interview with uh, with individuals. I want to give a quick thanks to all of our team here at Let's Talk Trio, to Emilia Castaneda for, for being our producer and marketing manager, John Russell, our audio engineer and tech specialist, myself Juan Rivas, the executive producer and host. Our honorary members for Let's Talk Trio include Roderick Chambers, Scott Kendall, and Tony Ho. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.